Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, many thanks for joining us today. We're really thrilled to be joined by Amos Goldreich. He's architect and founder of AG Architecture. It's a, an award-winning architectural practice based in London. Um, he's going to be sharing some slides with us today, uh, which you'll be able to see on our YouTube channel. So if you search Journal of Biophilic Design on there and subscribe as well, please. Um, but you'll be able to see the, uh, the slides that he's sharing there and also on our website, journalofbiophilicdesign.com. Amos, really many thanks for joining us. I'm so really interested in listening to what you're going to be talking about. Thanks. Th thanks very much, Vanessa. Thank you for inviting me. Great. Um, well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do and what got you into architecture? I know you've worked with some really high profile practices. Yes, sure. Um, yes, I'm an architect. Um, I like to think that I'm kind of in the business of changing uh, people's lives uh, for the better in a, in a kind of positive way. And that's really uh, the core of our of our why we 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 want to design or we we try to design beautiful buildings in, in spaces so that they would uh, transfer uh, transform uh, the lives of its occupants in a, in, a, in a positive way and and that's whether that's our kind of an, an immediate client of ours or or if it's an end user when 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 the when the user is not necessarily the, the client um yeah so i've uh i started my own practice about 11 years ago um after working for about 10 years for various uh, practices some very very well known some less known um and i've always I've always wanted to start on my own um and then an, an opportunity opportunity came to, to work with a friend. Um, uh, I was kind of his employee, which was a bit strange, uh, but it, it kind of gave me an, an, an insight into, into running a, a practice. And then I kind of went, went for it. Um, um, yeah, so I, I haven't, haven't looked back. Great. What, got, what was, why were you interested in architecture in the first place? What was it about? Uh, I was uh, I was brainwashed at home. Um, <laughs> both, uh, both my parents, who uh, sadly passed away ten years ago, um, they were both. My father was a uh, uh, many things. He was a professor of architecture, but he was a painter. He was a stage set designer. Mm. He was a freedom fighter. Um, all, all sorts. Um, and my mother was an interior architect. Um, and they, so I kind of, I sort of breathed, um, architecture and design and, and all sorts of other things, um, as a child. And, uh, initially I wanted to be an artist, uh, but then my, my mother kind of said, um, that you can't make money out of art, uh, which is, I mean, Damien Hirst seems to be making loads, <laughs> lo lo loads of money. So, um, I got kind of interested in, um, sorry, I have to turn my um, notifications off. Sorry for that. Um, uh, I got interested in, in industrial design, um, but I don't 
I kind of I think I kind of lacked maybe the the technical side, and then um, my my mother kind of suggested maybe, maybe you should look at at, at architecture. Um, so I'm I'm originally from 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 Israel, um, and then I had an opportunity to come here to study, um, and then yeah, and then I got I got hooked by it. So I'm I'm, I'm still trying to find a way to escape it sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's great. And because London, being in London and all the sort of houses and the different designs that you've done, you know, the different architectures, architectural um, improvements that you've done um, in London have been beautiful. As I said, you know, just, just before we spoke, that the way yeah. you design, they feel like breaths of fresh air. Um, they're beautiful, um, elegant, uh, yeah, spaces. Um, really, really, really gorgeous. Um, obviously, this is the Journal of Biophilic Design. And, and I know... Yeah biophilic design um, is quite an important element to what you create. There's, you've used, you've used biophilic design um, in, in lots of your um, solutions, if you want. Um, why is it important to you? I guess there's, I can identify sort of four uh, key, key elements of where biophilic design comes, comes into what, what we do and, and how we, um, interact with, with with a client's brief and how and and how the the design develops. So I would say that the first one is always trying to create a, a visual connection with uh, with in in our in most of our cases um, uh, or most of our projects in the UK are for private residential uh, clients. So whether that's flats or in, in most cases houses um we always try to um have a visual connection with with a garden for instance from al already as as you come into the house from from from, from the hallway so you can see in, in the distance you can you, you can see the, the garden and that is that immediate sort of visual connection and it, and it kind of draws you in so that's that's kind of one um another one is trying to bring nature in um, so if we're doing an, an extension or, or a new room or new opening within within the room is is really I think especially especially in the UK where we try um, especially on a, on a really kind of gray day to, we, we, we try to to bring as much light in as as, pos as, as possible and and that's um, uh, especially important, I guess, when you're working with some of these old Victorian properties where, where, where the middle of the house is always the, the kind of the darkest. Um, so that's always a, a challenge, how, how you kind of bring, how you can bring more light in. And, and with that, you kind of bring, bring nature as well. Um, another one is something that we're just now starting to touch on is in, instead of Kind of no visual connection it, it's still a, a, a connection through sound or smell um, and that's something that a client introduced us to uh, in one of our recent projects which is called a house for a gardener uh, so they they had an idea to put um, a fish pond in, in in the garden so when so that we, we designed this and i think i'm going to show it later we designed this um window seat and you can sit in it and you can look and see the yeah. the fish pond and you kind of hear the sounds um 
they've also they've got this really clever um device i mean it kind of mimics sounds of crickets and stuff um, so there's all these um um kind of attributes that, that you can add um and then i think they all kind of work together and they they really influence how how you you use the space and and how uh, in return how that space gives back to to you in terms of uh, the, the well-being so um it's certainly a topic that is becoming more and more um relevant um obviously with with all the, the research that has been coming out in, in 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 the recent years um and i guess i guess for us we kind of uh we didn't really decide okay we we're going to use biophilic design it 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 come, kind of comes naturally we 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 we, we like natural materials and and there's kind of references to sort of mid-century design and and, and 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 things like that so um yeah so, i guess so unconsciously we, yeah. we we sort of do it yeah so i mean it's sustainable as well isn't it i mean i know in architecture yeah. and construction it's a big thing at the moment isn't it you know to trying to make everything as you know not zero waste but you know as, as low as you can to low impact so having biophilic that's, that's true no that's that's a very important point i mean there's there's, there's serious targets um yeah. that uh uk and, and the world have set themselves by 2030 or 2050 yeah. um and 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 one of them is yeah to cut cut the use of steel and, and concrete and um yeah, yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's loads, loads of CO two that comes off concrete, which I, I was reading about the other day. I was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, obviously, I was telling you my PhD was in Greek and Latin, and the Romans invented <laughs> concrete. And you think, well, you know, it was obviously, and the way we produce concrete now is slightly different. So yeah, there's a lot more CO two coming off it. But um, uh, I'd like to talk about a couple of your projects, if that's okay. And I know you're going to share some slides with us. Um, one of us is yeah. that artist studio um i mean and if you can explain the brief and uh, and then also yeah. what the challenges uh, are the artist studio so uh a client is is an artist um uh they live in uh west london uh they live in a in a mezzanette but they 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 have a very small garden and they used to have that at, at the end of their their garden um so this was a yeah, really small. I don't know if one can call it a shed. I don't really know how how to describe this, but um, they they basically used it uh, for storage. Um, uh, lovely plants around, but a uh, uh, quite uh, very apparent astroturf um, as a as a as a ground surface, and 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 they wanted a, a bigger sort of uh, studio which can be used um, as, as a sort of artist studio, but also a place when, where uh, family or friends can, can stay. We worked with a, with a London-based um, company that specialized in garden studios. Um, they built everything out of timber. Uh, they've set up uh, a sort of mobile workshop on site. And it was it it was really interesting to to see to see the the process because it it was really um, there's a a lot of sort of craftsmanship that that went into it um, uh, 
Um, and uh, the cladding is a recycled uh, corrugated metal, which initially we, we thought about cladding it in, in timber, then it was zinc and all, all sorts of materials. And, and it was something that, that the, the guy that built it in the end, he, he had this sort of lying around in his, in his workshop. Uh, and he said, well, how, how about that? Uh, and uh, the clients really loved it. So, so it's not, it's, it's really raw uh, material. It's, it's already weathered. Uh, it's not that straight in some areas, uh, but it, it really worked well uh, in, in, in the setting and, and with, with, with the brief. Um, um, so the, the studio kind of itself is not very big, but it has um, a place for, for a bed. There's, there's, there's a shower as well. Um, and just to uh, what we we tend to do a lot now is is with especially with with the flat roofs is um, to put a, a green roof. So oh, I was going to ask a, you. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's there's various ways of um, kind of how you can use sedum, and you can really specify the type of plants and and you kind of create this this micro in, in environment. Um, uh, rather than just having a sort of a plain, boring, um, usually sort of gray, gray roof, um, you can you can make it more 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 sustainable. Um, it it helps with with insulation as well, uh, and then yeah, it, it really um, kind of brightens up uh, the 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 environment. Um, Elsewhere in their house, we also, this was a kind of a localized mini project uh, in their living room. Um, this is we beautiful. covered the whole wall in these uh, sort of oak, oak panels. And I don't know if you can notice, but there are two hidden doors within it uh, that, that lead to, to their kid's bedroom. So yeah, so that was that was a, a fun a fun project to work on. Um, yeah, and for for the listeners, um, that's it's uh, the as you said, the doors are hidden because the wood continues down from the ceiling all the way down to the floor, and like these doors are kind of sort of cut into into the into the wood, so it's kind of seamless. Um, so you kind of think the wall, you know, the, the, the end of the room would finish there, but actually it opens and the wood, I mean, it just looks absolutely beautiful, lovely wooden floor as well. Um, but um, it's a really um, sort of case study in how you can use wood in, in a completely different way um, that people yeah. would not expect. So Amos, I can, uh, you know, congratulations on, on that design. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, great. Um, the uh, the other project that I'd like to talk about is the home for for a gardener that you mentioned just now about with the fish pond, um, yeah. and uh, as you said, I mean it's it's absolutely it's flooded with light, um, it's it's just absolutely uh, um, inspiring. It's a beautiful space. If, if I could have it in my house, I'd pick it up and put it here straight away. It's just one of those places that you you sort of lust after. Um, it's it's a beautiful design and it works really well in the in the terrace where um, where you've where it's been where you've created it. Uh, can you tell us about um, the design, 
please maybe what the brief was or and then also you said the fish pond and which is obviously from a biophilic point of view it's great for the as you mentioned before as well the the sound and and just the movement as well is really great yeah point. yeah we would love to um so our clients uh graham and steve um came to us um graham is an avid uh, gardener uh they're both in kind of property and, and, and marketing world uh, but Graham um, is, is a very keen gardener yeah. and from the outset uh, it was kind of funny in a way because usually you have uh, especially on kind of these these private projects uh, you have the family as, as a client or, or more or, or you, your more immediate clients are the couple or yeah. uh, kind of homeowners in this case, we also had a third client, and and that client was was the plants. Um, <laughs> and they, I mean, they they couldn't speak for themselves, but they kind of channeled <laughs> their themselves through through Graham, um, and uh, and and they have a lot of plants, and we had to cater for them. Yeah. Uh, so some of the plants need to be uh, placed indoor. Uh, so from the early dis discussions, um, the, the way we work is we work very closely and very collaboratively with, with all our clients. So the clients really become part, part of our team. Um, they, we don't expect them to, to draw drawings mm -hmm. and kind of build models and things, but, but they do need to we do give them homework and um, and and especially the the early stages is it's about um, developing the the brief and kind of ideas together. Yeah. Uh, we don't um, we don't kind of impose a design, but we see ourselves as sort of facilitators because um, ultimately the, these are their it's it's their home, it's not ours. So so the it's very important that, that we get things right from 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 the beginning. So. Graham started to think to speak to us and mention um, uh, the concept of, of a winter garden. Uh, so that sort of became uh, quite a, uh, a major focal point of, 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 of this project, which, which I'll show you. Um, so uh, this was the kind of the beginning. So this was our, our first meeting. Um, typical kind of terrace um, house in Finsbury Park. They had a sort of an extension already that was done many, many years ago. Uh, it was quite narrow, didn't, didn't quite work as, as a space. Um, it looks very conventional. Quite, yeah, yeah. Um, very kind of overgrown, but also um, carefully natured uh, garden. So this is um, this slide just shows uh, kind of the before and, and after plans. Um, on the left is the before, and as you can see, uh, the, the 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 original kitchen was was kind of a typical um, galley kitchen, uh, quite narrow and quite um, isolated from from the rest of the of the ground floor plan. Um, you can see a, a sort of an alley to the left of it. Um, that's the kind of typical um, gap that, that that you get in in these um, Victorian terraces. So when when we met uh, the clients, um, got us an, an idea of of, of their brief, um, and 
and having those sort of third third clients as um, as, as as the, the, the plants, um, then Graham started uh, introducing us to the, to his concept of the of the winter garden, and that's where we sort of placed uh, a winter garden um, in the middle between uh, the the front of house and and and, and the back. So. Um, it it's kind of sits between the, the the living room and 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 the new kitchen with 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 the new infill uh, extension. Uh, the kitchen is now uh, it's still kind of a, a, a galley kitchen, but it, it sort of opens up to the uh, to 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 this new extension. Can I, um, can I ask you what 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 you what he defined as a winter garden? What does that mean? Sorry, what does that mean? Um. I guess it's it's a sort of uh, an inside-outside space. Um, okay. It is uh, it is where some of the plants are housed. The more the ones that are more um, I guess sensitive to to climate. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's got a completely uh, glazed roof, so it's a bit it's it's a sort of a mixture of a sort of a hot house plus a normal um, sort of hab habitable room. So okay. um, it, it's, got a, it's got a climate control within it. Um, it, is, it. It is closed off by glazed doors on, on, on either side. So you can either close it off or, or keep it open. Um, and it is because it's a sort of an inside outside space, it's also used as a sort of circulation or kind of movement within, within the ground floor. Mm -hmm. um, this is just a, a house from the outside. Mm -hmm. So this is um, wow, major plants. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so this is where I wanted to kind of show you how we kind of use some of these principles that I uh, described um, earlier. So um, we always try to 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 make a, a visual connection. With things, so for instance, uh, the photograph on the left is taken really at the at at, at the hallway of, of the house. Um, so on the kind of left where the staircase is, you can look all the way down into the kitchen and and, and you see the, the garden uh, beyond. Um, and then on the right, uh, this is the kind of the front living room, and you can get a glimpse of of this this winter garden. Um, it's beautiful. And as you kind of walk, I was just going to say into to, the. So just to add to that, um, Amos, the I, I mean I've I've been into lots of those sort of Victorian terraces in in London, and it's so dark and dingy, and um, again for the listeners, it's so bright. It's it's um, it's flooded with natural light. I don't know how you've done it, but it, it you've is. It's you know I mean from biophilic design, but um, you know uh, side of things massive tick box and, and a beautiful wood and yeah. the bricks are exposed and there's just so much natural yeah. um, elements in, in what you've created there is it's really, really lovely. So cool. Sorry, carry on Amos, I butted yeah, in. <laughs> that's fine. Well, the, the, our clients, I mean, that, it, it completely changed their life. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the plants are very happy as well. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so on, on the left, you can see it's, it's a complete what one. Sometimes um, some of these sort of internal courtyards are qu 
quite small because you maybe you want to maximize your kind of extension or your kitchen area. But in this instance, it is it is relatively big. Uh, mm. It kind of measures it's around three meters square. Okay. Um, so the three but three by three, so kind of more, um, kind of nine nine square meters or, or, or slightly less. Mm. Um, so, so it has it has this sort of presence to it. Um, it's got this fully fully glazed roof, which was uh, a challenge in in itself, um, design wise. There's kind of structural yeah. um, limitations. Um, it had to have some openable windows, which you can see in in, in the left photo. These are uh, controlled by uh, a humidity control. So if it if it gets too too warm. They, they, they open automatically. Um, mm -hmm. They also have a rain sensor, so they, they, they can close if it, if it rains. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, both sides of it has um, fully glazed doors. So you can either shut it or open. Um, like you, Vanessa, you pointed out, it, it brings a lot of light into, into what usually is, is quite a dark space um, in that sort of middle uh, living room. Uh, and again, it makes further connections as you get closer and closer to the kitchen and to the to to, to the garden. Um, and in the space itself, um, we the concept here was um, to really celebrate the structure. Uh, sometimes you you try to hide the structure. Um, in this case, we had some limitations uh, imposed by the planners um, and the, the 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 head height, the sort of the the height, sort of floor to ceiling was in some areas uh, some somewhat uh, limited. So we we designed a, a warm a warm roof, which is a kind of all the roof and the insulation above above the beams. Um, and rather than sort of hiding those beams, we we we, we expose them. So uh, uh, the beams themselves are uh, a sort of a sandwich between um, timber and steel beams. Um, so they didn't necessarily look that um, appealing um, and kind of rough. So so we ended up cladding them in in in, in timber. It's beautiful. Uh, which is oak in this. Yeah, I was just going to say, absolutely, it looks contemporary. It's it kind of got a sort of Scandinavian type vibe. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah it's we, we're, we're very much, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, as, as, as a practice and our influences, they come a lot from kind of the Scandinavian yeah. design or sort of the mid-century mid, mid design. Um, uh, and what this does, it kind of fits, it, it, it creates this sort of um, hierarchy within within the ceiling. Um, uh, the, the beams themselves sort of draw your eye into various parts. Um, I don't know if you can see, but there, there are roof lights uh, within the roof that um, um, the, the, the sort of the, the face of them is, is clad in, in timber as well. Um, um, uh, and really trying to use natural kind of materials uh, where possible. This is all sort of a, a terrazzo uh, kitchen, which is quite 
having uh, Terrazzo is definitely having a huge comeback uh, in, in, in recent years. Um, and this is uh, the, the window seat that we mentioned or both of us mentioned earlier. Um, so this is where the, the sort of cladding of the beams comes in and kind of wraps uh, this, this window seat and, and, and you can actually sit in it. Uh, it's, it's meant and designed for sitting. And it's really nice because you, it's almost pushes you into the garden. Um, it, it, does, it projects out and it's sort of cantilevered from, from, from the, um, the rear um, elevation. And once you're in it, um, it's got, um, it's called an up and over window. So it's a, uh, you've got a glass in front, but also a, a glass roof above yeah. you. So that, that's why it's up and over. Um, and Graham wanted, and he ended up kind of designing uh, a fish pond, which is literally uh, underneath this, uh, this window seat. Um, so, when, when the doors are open and you can sit in within it, kind of look down and see the fish and kind of hear the, the, the running running water. And that's that's the other sort of element in, in biophilic design where it's sort of you start playing with with, with senses, um, which is which, which can be very powerful. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it ticks a thousand boxes of a biofruit design uh, kind of schema. But the, um, I also, I love the fact that you've used technology um, to, as well, to in encourage like the natural air flow, for instance, and then it shuts when it's, when it's raining. And um, so being able to pull all these elements together and, and what a great eye for you, you know, to have to create this sort of up and over window. I mean, that's like your, you're completely inside, but you're outside as well. And you have, you have all yeah. these, you know, you have the, the beautiful view. Um, you're sort of almost, you're sort of, there's sort of prospects, they call it prospect, don't they? And also refuge. So you have the, both those things. You're kind of snug in this little um, beautiful, you know, sort of wooden uh, overhang, if you want, with a seat in it, but you're looking out onto the garden. And um, yeah, it's lovely. So again, if people are listening, I would uh, please come to, you know the the YouTube channel Journal Biophilic Design and also the website Journal Biophilic <laughs> I do know my website uh, journalbiophilicdesign.com um, and um, and you'll be able to see these these the visuals on there um, as well. But uh, um, and before we go, Amos, um, I mean you've got lots of other projects that I'd like to talk about, and then you know maybe I can get you back on when you've done done some more as well. But I know you've spoken elsewhere on, uh, you've created a, a shelter for the victims of domestic violence, um, you know, which was designed for women in Israel. Um, can we talk a little bit about how the project came about and what you designed and maybe what the brief was and, um, you know, maybe does it have any biophilic design elements in it? I mean, I know there's a central courtyard with an open space, um, but it, for me, when I looked at it, it felt like a safe space as for a woman's yeah. refuge, you know? So um, yeah, yeah, please, please talk that about it. That was, thank you. Now I'd love to, to show it. Um, it's a very, uh, it's a project which is very close to my heart. Um, uh, it's, it's actually named after my mother and grandmother. Oh, um, that's, that's the kind of personal connection. Uh, initially, it was to be named after my grandmother, which wa she was 
guess she was a, a true feminist uh, in an era where where that term wasn't that popular. Yeah. Um, and sadly, my and and uh, it, it was a project that uh, was sort of initiated by by my family. I'm originally from Israel, um, and the family wanted to do something in memory of my grandmother. Um, and my mother went to um, secondary school with a fascinating lady called Ruth Rasnick, who started a charity called No to Violence in Israel in the 70s. Uh, and they operate a few shelters. Um, um, and they had started a, a, a sort of a, a discussion or, or a reconnection after they lost touch for 60 years or so. Um, um, and from the outset, the, the project had huge, huge challenges. Um, the biggest challenge, and that was before there was even a design, it was just an, an empty plot of land um, in a town north of Tel Aviv. Uh, the, the plot was uh, given to the charity by the municipality. But the, the day the neighbors heard about the, the designated use, they've started uh, a very lengthy um, legal battle against the charity. Um, it took six years uh, for the courts in Israel to, to dismiss their case. We uh, started uh, designing it. Uh, we worked in collaboration with a, a firm in Israel um, called uh, uh, Jakob Zianiv Architects, who are very close friends of mine. The charity wanted, they, they, they had an, an existing uh, shelter um, and uh, a lot of the um, shelters in Israel and, and around the world are not fit for purpose. They're not um, purposely designed and built. These are usually kind of big houses that have been sort of converted and added on uh, over the years. Um, the, some of them are not safe for children or they're, they're not, they're, they sort of have these sort of dead corners or things, uh, they're not that secure. Um, so there was a real chance here to think about a completely new typology for these for these shelters and, and, and really start start from from, from zero. Um, and one of the the repeated uh, sort of terms or words that uh, that clients have used, they they wanted to to to, to create a home and wanted to, to create a home away from home. So these are, these, this is a, a temporary uh, accommodation. Um, it, this particular, particular uh, shelter houses uh, 12 families um, and they can stay up to, up, up to nine months. Um, so we, I've, I've put that before I kind of go into the, how the shelter is sort of arranged I thought I'd put that. That was a, a very early sort of CGI. So this is this is not real. This is all kind of yeah. computer um, uh, rendering. Uh, so this was a, the, the kind of initial concept. We um, the shelter itself um, is built around a central courtyard, which is the the, the heart of of the shelter. It's also the safe haven of it. Um, 
um, uh, environmentally in kind of Israel, uh, it's 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 quite warm most of the year. Um, a lot of sort of activities are outdoor or or, or they're outdoor at, at, at certain hours, especially uh, kind of spring summer. The the, the evenings are, are quite kind of long because because of the weather. Um, so uh, we envisioned it as as a really in, in terms of uh, biophilic design, it's 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 really a very sort of lush um, and uh, tranquil sort of space. Um, I'm gonna uh, the 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 sort of completed images are completely different because, and I'll I'll touch on that later, but um, like. As, as I pointed earlier, there, there were a lot of challenges with this project. Uh, one uh, crucial one was 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 the budget. Um, it was extremely extremely low budget. Um, um, the building itself is about um, eight hundred square meters. Uh, it was an equivalent of about a million and a half uh, for the whole. Uh, project and that budget includes everything so it's everyone's fees all the furniture everything 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 that everything that you can think of um, so some bits of the design were cut out um, so you'll, you'll you'll see which ones uh, in, in in a few minutes um, the the other concept behind is is really seeing that there was this notion of home so we wanted to uh, each uh, room uh, is actually a house that, that a family gets. So each of these um, houses houses house two uh, rooms in it. So these are two families within a house, yeah. um, and is uh, and the shelter is kind of seen as a, as a small um, a small village or in the connotations of Israel like a, a small kibbutz. Um, uh, so these houses are then connected by by a street, which in this case is a, is an internal external mm -hmm. corridor that links all the houses together and also surrounds uh, this internal courtyard. And that's where um, so so this is a shelter for for women and their children. So in the morning, the kids either go out to school, which is outside of the shelter, but nearby, or there's Within the shelter, there's there's a there's a nursery, there are other classrooms, there's all the admin facilities of the charity. There's a there's a dining hall, so they, they kind of work in the kitchen. Um, so that kind of links uh, links everything together. Um, and these are just some of the photos of of really this this central courtyard. And um, before shortly before it completed and because we we're kind of working remotely um, uh, on it um, the client sent me a, a photo of, of, of a courtyard um, hinting towards this really green yeah. uh, central thing um, and it kind of looked too green to be true and, and in fact it, it is it's, it's astroturf so it's not real uh, real grass and I and kind of said no I, you can't you can't do that and and they said well listen um, Amos, um this this shelter this building first of all it needs to be safe which is it, it is it needs to be very practical 
and they had to cut a lot of of the budget and a lot of the things that went were were all the plants and all the sort of irrigation of it so if they can save money by not needing to irrigate the the the, the, the grass and so on that's that's a huge saving for them because they uh they rely on on private donations of course yeah and also i mean yeah, I was going to say, if AstroTurf is still bifolic design because it's a simulation of nature, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. a visual, it's a visual representation. So, and you've got the outside inside. So, yeah. Uh, but but interestingly, um, with this project, is that it's an evolving building. Yeah. Um, as architects, we kind of design things and they look great when it's finished, but we have to remember that uh, we design it to for someone. And once once we kind of pass it over, yeah, uh, it it kind of stops becoming our our thing or our creation, and then and then and then it's really um, it's at the mercy of 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 the end user. Yeah. Um, and in this case, they've started so they every now and then they get a donation of plants, so they've started planting within 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 this courtyard so maybe it's not plants that go into the ground but they sit in big pots um so it's it's i, I sort of visited um the shelter um, about a year after it opened um and it was interesting to see that there are those personal touches that they've they've added so i mean from from an architect sort of point of view yes it's a bit crude and it's not something that we probably would have designed but 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 it works and it's um it it's it benefits the, um, the main thing the, the women and 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 the children yeah um yeah so you can see here um the majority of the shelter is on one level so it's um fully accessible for sort of disabled um women and children um apart from uh the two-story block on the right which is mostly uh the admin accommodation for, for for the charity so that's where they have their main offices and the helplines and kind of lawyers and social workers and and so on mm. uh, oh, i've jumped ahead it's so um yeah, it was a yeah very rewarding uh, project on 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 many le many levels. Yeah, and the photographs that you're showing um, right now, uh, there's there's kids playing in the middle of it on this sort of astroturf on this sort of green simulation of of, of thing, and you can see the the plants, you know, these huge palm trees that that are over that, that sort of obviously they're outside the building, but you can see them inside the building because the whole focus is being outside and and sort of being you know in in the, in the natural world if you want you know as well but being embraced by by this by this haven by this home um okay. it's a lovely space and i can hear that you're really passionate about it and it's a really personal yeah. uh, project for you so um amos thanks very much yeah. for sharing yeah, that. sadly sadly my sadly my mother uh passed away through sort of construction so Sorry. um it is now named after both of them so oh, that's that's a nice thing um well, um, Amos, thanks so much for, for sharing this with us and um, the other two projects. And as um, a really a final question, which uh, our, regu our regular listeners will know, um, I, you know, <laughs> if you could brush the world with a magic brush of biophilia, 
in sort of in architecture land. Um, what would that look like for you? Um, I, I really like that question, um, and I thought hard about it. Um, so I, I chose uh, three images uh, to kind of provoke um, something. So uh, on on the far left, uh, this is an actual uh, housing block in Italy, in Milan. Um, I think it's called the Bosco Tower. Um, I don't have the name of the architect uh, with me, but um, uh, yeah, these are all flats, uh, all have these sort of cantilevered uh, balconies that are just filled uh, with plants. So th th these are not plants that that the residents have put in. This this was part of the part of the design from 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 the outset, and and it has huge. Um, sort of environmental benefits, um, both from a kind of biophilic um, sort of design, but also um, sort of this, this microclimate and um, uh, carbon and, and, and so on. So um, I thought that was a, a quite a, a, a striking image to, to start with. And it's, and that particular project, I, I guess, sort of um, influenced a lot of um, other projects that are being, being built and, and, and we are seeing uh, more and more kind of the use of, 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 of plants within, within architecture and it's, 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 not, it's not an afterthought, it is something that uh, we as designers, we, we, we incorporate them um, at, 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 at the very early stages um, similarly um, with our um, house for Gardner. Um, I really like the the middle image. Um, I don't know who designed it, but it's it's in Turkey. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, maybe a public building of some sort, um, and it's where the architecture really um, adapts itself to 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 the site to to the site conditions. So in this case, is amazing uh, tree. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't that, I'm, I'm sure it was difficult to kind of build a, around it. Um, and it's lit, you lit, they've literally built around it and kind of the tree kind of goes through, through the architecture. So especially yeah, like um, circular, the circular holes cut in yeah. the, in one of the floors so that the tree can grow through and yeah. what floors actually, isn't it? It's like the, the yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bonkers. I, I, I really like that and um, yeah there's a lot of I guess trees impose a lot of challenges because um, you can't build very close to them you need to protect the protect the roots when you do uh, some of the trees especially in, in the UK are, are protected so they're, they're really you can't really do anything to them um, in some instances, you can relocate them, um, and then sadly, sometimes um, they are cut down. But this just shows um, that if you are creative enough, uh, you can always find a, a really interesting solution. Mm. And then the right one is is again kind of uh, it's really pushing it even further where you start planting plants within with, within your house so it's not 
it's not in in a pot so this was um this is a kind of a, an entrance living room of of a house um I mean, the design itself is is very very minimal but i guess kind of bringing kind of plants in and integrating them really uh with with the inter interior space um completely changes mm. changes the, the feel of it um so yeah this is this is my my my, my choice thank you for listening to the journal of biophilic design podcast